Gray Fox. Praise games. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast, where a bunch of friends jump on a podcast every fortnight and talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. Join me, during, there we go, God, I've not even been drinking, I promise you. Uh, joining me on the pod this week, I am joined by my souls man, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards. I am not How are you too doing, bad, bro. I think I wasn't, I wasn't here on the last one, was I? No, I don't. So we had we done like a me and Hemming done like a our own live reaction ah. to Silent Hill, um, which just I making was, a lot of noises. It sounded like um, it was like us. I now you know when you watch like live commentary of stuff and you think I could do that. All you're doing is just it's basically like DVD commentary of a film. You're just chatting and having some banter. The amount of times when I watched it back of just me and Hemming going, "Yep, I oh, yeah, <laughs> probably describe what we're saying." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're new to this. We're new to this. Hey, we're new. I thought it was all right. It was all right. Um, no, you were I don't no, think you're on wasn't. the previous one. No, you're right. Um, yeah, it was just Molsey who's uh, who's out on this occasion. I'm all right, you man. Well? I'm all right. Busy. He's fresh busy times, bro. Busy times. Just lots of things going on. So yeah. So apologies for my in absence or my absence, not in absence for the last couple of shows. But I'm back today. Back today with a vengeance. Coming to talk some things. Yeah. Things with my pals. Things, and you know, you know who else is your pal yeah. and likes a thing or two. A man who uh, who's had more trophies than I've had hot dinners. Mr. Alex Hemming, a Lemming plays. How are you doing, sir? You know what? That's possibly true. I think I've got like <laughs> thirty-five thousand trophies. So unless you've had a lot of hot meals, I might be. I might be getting close. <laughs> this is insane. Hearing it, that's it's, a, insane. it's a stupid it number. It is where, like me and Michael, it's like we're we're. If this was a pissing contest, we would be a tiny little stream right now um, against River Nile trophy collection. There, the River Nile. There we go. All right, chaps, answer me this questions free. What have you been watching, playing, or reading of your cultured like that? I'm going to start with the trophy man, Hemming. Hello. Yeah. So I tried to watch. So last part, I was saying I was watching Ash versus Evil Dead. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's not on Disney Plus anymore. They've moved it to Netflix. Back to Netflix. Yeah, so I got really confused. And then annoyingly, now that Netflix have brought in this thing where only two people can be watching on the same account at the same time, I same can't... Same account or same profile? Uh, it's the same account. So even if you've got multiple profiles on the account, only two can be watching at the same time. Is that every tier? So uh, it seemed... Well, no, there's an extra tier up that I think unlocks it mm. to six... So we're on the cheapo tier, and I, I couldn't watch it. So I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham instead, which is a lot of fun. I've been enjoying that very much. Watching uh, Rob McElhenney just get more and more annoyed and jealous of Ryan Reynolds has been yeah, very yeah. amusing. I, I, I agree. I, I chuffing love it to the point where mm-hmm. I really want a Wrexham away shirt that always has its Always Sunny printed on the back of it as well. Oh, very nice. But have you noticed that, like, you, I mean, you're like me, you're a massive Always Sunny fan. We're both creeps. We watch the podcast. <laughs> we listen to, to all the stuff they do. Like, I get this opinion that Rob McElhoney is a, 
pure like perfectionist. Like he gets obsessed with something. Massively so. Yeah. And he he's proper gone all in on Rex He's learned Welsh. He has yeah. embedded himself with everything to do with the culture. He is all or nothing. He will just go yeah. right in. So when Wrexham win, he is like literally on Cloud Nine. Like you'll see him on in his podcast the next day. When they lose, it's like his dog died. Like there's an unhealthy amount of uh, involvement off of that, I, uh, I really which is enjoyed. also amazing to watch. Oh, it is incredible! I really enjoyed the episode where Wrexham had been on like a winning streak. They'd scored five goals in two games in a row, and he invites all his mates around to a pub to watch a game. <laughs> and, and it's he nil. It's a nil-nil draw. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, it's, "Why did you buy this team? <laughs> this is the most boring game in the world. What the hell are you trying to bring us to, Rob?" And uh. he seems devastated by it. It's it great. really does. It really does. Mikey, have you have you watched it? Give I it a go. have not. I, I well do recommend it. I know you're a, you're a, you're like you're you're an actual football man <laughs> out of this. But uh, and there's not to be honest. There's not that much football other than yeah. just they're buying the league, right? Let's let's be let's be blunt. They are going 100%. and buying championship level players to get them to come play in like semi-pro leagues. Okay, they should be. They are playing football manager. Okay, with real life. And they're not necessarily dicking on it in the way that you probably should do with that sort of money investing. But I suppose, watch it with this mindset. One episode is about Rob and and Ryan Reynolds buying the club. And that's a documentary. That's funny. It's Hollywood people followed by an episode which is, it's about the football. It's like, it's just, here's what's happened. They've played a few games. We've moved on to next. There might be like a quick clip of one of them on the phone saying... What, you need more money? Fuck off. You know, sort of thing. Like, and I always, you either love the Hollywood episode or you love the football episode. It's, I'll tell you what I love. I actually Meet the really Cardassians like... one episode or it's... Uh, Dream or, Team. Or um, Sunderland Till I Die. Or Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah. Not the opposite episode. <laughs> I get you. flicks between like that. I really like the episodes as well because they do a lot of concentrating on the individual players and kind of going into their stories. And some of them can get quite dark because life is not fun a lot of the times there's an episode where um one of the players his partner has a miscarriage and it's like talking about how that affects him obviously he doesn't play very well on the pitch because his mind is elsewhere yeah. and it, it just and really goes into the human awareness side of groups and like yeah. support networks yeah, yeah. for people that have had that have gone through that pain yeah absolutely so yeah i think it's it's a it's a really good series so far yeah. They've, they've announced season two the other day on awesome. social media. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Uh, well, what have you been playing, my friend? Ooh, what have you been playing? Well, I was playing a bit more cyberpunk, but I think I'm going to leave that for you to cover because I know you've been playing quite a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I dived back in to <laughs> Last of Us Part 1. I rented it and I fell in love with the game all over again. Like as soon as I started playing it, I was just like, "Yeah, I I love this game," and I. How different is it. it to the remaster? So it's been a while since I played the remaster, so it's hard. For me, <laughs> it's hard for me to tell, but just from what I noticed graphically, it looks very similar to Last of Us Part Two. So it's a big upgrade, and the main thing that I really noticed was just the audio, the the three D audio that they've put into it. It sounds incredible now. When you can hear a clicker in the distance and you know that's somewhere over there in the distance, back right, it it was really creepy and really immersive. Good question, Hemming. Um, what like audio setup do you mm. use? Headphones or, or what? 
Yeah, depending on what I... I have a soundbar, so usually I'll just play through that. But in a game that's a bit more creepy and a bit more stealthy, I will Which put headphones, headphones on. Because you... I just enjoy that. Uh, I've got the Sony PlayStation White 3D audio Sweet. headphones. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're very... Yeah, it was good. Right, how far in are you? I've completed it. I blasted I compl- through it. You credits? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a hugely long story. It's Any like six deviation to eight hours. from the story? Anything no. different? Or is it just a better looking version of it? Is, it is just a better looking version of it. Uh, the main difference is just a few new animations. And uh, in Last of Us Part 2, they brought in a really, really highly detailed animation of upgrading your weapon. So you go to a tool bench and you sort of pull the gun apart, fix something up, add bits to it. They added that in to their first game as well. Ah, fair enough. How <laughs> many lasagnas? Oh, it's a five lasagnas for me. That's a five out of five. Five? Five oh, yeah. lasagnas? Five out of five. Amazing. All right, thank you very much, sir. Mr. Michael Carden-Edwards, what's been going on in the, the land between whatever it was called <laughs> in, in Elden Ring? I can't remember what it's called. I, I, I've ballsed it. But you like Souls games, <laughs> yeah. and that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> not too much, to be honest. As I mentioned, it's been a bit of a busy time for me on the old life front. Um, what I don't know. Shall I admit this on the pod? I don't know. Um, I, I, so whilst I was on holiday, I went, back, I went to Calpe uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, well, when was it? No, beginning of September, and um, I was I was sitting on a beach, and I was like, uh, got no zero signal on the old phone, and I hadn't downloaded any podcasts, so I was like, I don't really listen to anything whilst having a bit of a sunbathe. What can I do? And I was rummaging through my bag, and I was like, oh, I've brought my Kindle with me, amazing. And I was looking through the old Kindle, and I was like, oh, what shall I read? And my Kindle is unable, unable to acquire books. Yeah, new books. I can't buy any new books for the Kindle because it's about 12 years old now. And it, um, me moving to Spain and changing my Amazon details to, the, to have a Spanish Amazon account has rendered it completely fucked. So there is, it literally cannot oh, connect man. to any store at all yeah. of any kind because Amazon Kindle store is UK only or US only or whatever. It's basically screwed. I, I can't add things. So I was like, what do I have on there? And I realised I had the entire Harry Potter collection. So I just started and I read all of them and I finished The Deathly Hallows last night. And um, wow. wow. Yeah, man, I read pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I read those books countless times as a a kid. And I hadn't hadn't reread them for years and years and years. It was wonderful just to read that again. Just, just to, oh, it's like an old friend you're saying hello to. So that was one thing. Um, and other than that, I haven't, I haven't turned my PlayStation on in, in forever. Um, I haven't turned my Switch on in forever. But I have been playing an inordinate amount of Marvel Snap. Talk to me about this because you, have, <laughs> oh, you sound like a God. crack addict who's just looking oh, for his God. next fix. It's, um... Have they got your number on these? Because this is like the third Marvel Mobile game that you have told me is the best thing since sliced bread right. in the last They've twelve months. So I love, it's no, it's no. <laughs> I love Marvel, right? I love superheroes. I love the, I love the the, the diverse yeah, the diverse cast of characters that you can get. So does everyone else does Link Pollard. <laughs> Go to hell. Anyway, so <laughs> um, an inside joke. And like, so I used to play a game called Marvel uh, Strike Force for a while, right? Um, for, I say for a while, for about three years, I played this game, and um, it was very good because it was like um, it's like a five-on-five turn-based RPG, basically. 
um, and you had uh, different teams compositions you could make over the years that company whilst i was playing it got bought like twice um, because the game makes an obscene amount of money and of course mobile app developers just want to make more money and uh, slapping the marvel logo on it is a very easy way to make money and over the time it went from a game that you could play and remain competitive without putting money into to a game where they were actively screwing people over and basically making the whales because whales drive those games right um they do everything so that the whales will pay all the money because that basically funds the the rest of the game for everyone else right uh i have to pause because my dog wants to come in and say hello so vamp for a second and i will come back love it i with the the mobile with the mobile games i like such an old man old man yours at cloud i have to say there was a period of time where the Mortal Kombat games and the Injustice games were in a similar similar vein, so they allowed the licensing to go. And it was very rudimental combat system. Swipe up, swipe right, swipe down. I remember the Mortal covers. Kombat one, yeah. They were dope. Like, they were dope as. And it was the same philosophy of, look, you know, they know that 85% of the player base ain't paying a penny for it. Yeah. But that, that sweet 15 20% that are going to, you know what, fuck it, I'll pay four ninety nine to have Sub-Zero his old version or his new version on it and, sort of thing so yeah as long as like it's done with eyes open and it's not kids taking their credit parents credit cards and getting bums that's like what i get that's what so i get this angry. The thing, right? so um, um, with marvel strike force like, i enjoyed it because the graphics are really good for a mobile game and there was a decent amount of depth to it as well in terms of the strategies you have to employ and all that stuff right and um but they got to the point where they would basically release teams of like a team of five characters and the only way to get them was by doing ridiculous amounts of grinding, which actually, when you did the math, was completely impossible to do without buying shit to make it eat. So, and the people that would get them, because the team would be so ridiculously overpowered, it would completely, basically fuck everything for everyone else. So it just became... So it just it turns to a pay, pay to, to win. win. Uh, so anyway, fast forward yeah. several years, or not several years, but I, I, I am a big fan of card games, right? Gwent took over my life. I think I prefer that to actually The Witcher 3. Gwent was incredible. <laughs> I love it. Um, have you guys ever, ever played Hearthstone before? I have. I played a little right. bit of it. Not a lot. Big fan of that as well. That, I played that for a long time until, again, it, you get into the realm of kind of have to put money into this to be good at it. Do you know what I mean? And it's a little bit annoying. I like that quick and Hearthstone. Okay, the games can last like twenty minutes as well, and it's like ah, it's a bit long sometimes. And I get to the point where I'm like, I can't be bothered to press go because I'm like, what if this game goes on for fucking half an hour? Do you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen mm. with Marvel Snap. Uh, basically, it is completely and utterly not pay to win. Um, there is not that mechanic in it. Basically, um, every, you start off in uh there's basically like there's there's so many fucking cards but you start off um the gimmick of the game is or the thing of the game is you have a deck of you choose you choose a deck i think it's of i want to say 16 cards maybe less i can't quite remember exactly how many it might be 12 cards i think it might be 12 actually and you they all have different energies abilities attack power whatever right they all have different things they can do right and you take that deck into a game and the games last six turns and so you can play a game in about three minutes 
if that. So it's just one more game, one more game, one more game. And the gimmick is that on the first turn, you get one energy. So you can only play cards that you might have in your hand that gets shuffled to you for one energy, right? You might even have a one energy card in there. So it's like, that's annoying. Um, but there's three locations on the board. The first location on the left is revealed straight away and it'll be something from the Marvel Universe, right? So it might be, um, I don't know, Fisk Tower or it might be like, think of a Marvel location and it's in this game, okay? Think of somewhere in Marvel and it's there. And every location has a set ability, um, which is very, very cool. And some of these abilities go fucking crazy. Like some of them are just like, and you have to plan around it. On turn two, the, th- the next location is revealed with its ability on the third turn. The last location is revealed. So you never quite know what's going to be there on those ones. But you might have cards that change the abilities of places. You've got all these different things. On the second go, you get two energy. Third go, you get three energy. You can't carry energy over. And basically, your goal is to win two or three of the locations. And when you put a card down, there's a counter which bases how much power you've got on that location and a counter that says how much your opponent's got on that location. And you've got to win two of the three to win the game now yeah i have to say the grunt on these the graphics is always insane Mate, on these marvel so, games and this game has been in development for i think four years um they got samuel L. jackson to do the advert for christ's sake like it, it's it, they've, they've got money behind this thing anyway so in terms of the progression i'll spend the next two seconds talking about it um you start off in pool one so there are three pools of cards Pool one is the first pool where you've got, you have to get up to collection level 214. And at that point, you've unlocked all of the cards in pool one. And in pool one, there's many different decks you can have. Apocalypse is in pool one, for Christ's sake. Okay. Um, There's all kinds of dudes in in pool one. It's great. Um, When you get to, and you, right. So when you win a match or when you play a match, to be fair, you get given uh, energy for one of the cards that was in your deck. And every time, once you get, I think, five energy is the first bit, you get to upgrade that card. And you upgrade the card using the energy for that particular card, if you get it for that game, and you use, uh, like, the credit system. You can't buy credits, I should stress. Um, you, uh, you, the credits, you get them for completing daily challenges and sitting, like, different monthly challenges and stuff like that like you know win five games win 10 games with your with one card on a location the incredible hulk does a good job of doing that um and things like that like the just challenges that you do whilst you're playing which is quite good and the best thing about it is there's different art variants of all the cards and you basically That's get dope. some really fucking cool art get some cool elements and basically That's the whole cool. point That's of it cool. is you don't actually upgrade the cards themselves. If you get the boosters, for example, of, say, uh, Wolverine, the first time you see the card, it just looks like a boring card. The next, When you press upgrade, the card, the first one is called frame break, and then Wolverine comes out of the frame. The next one you do turns it 3D. The next one you do makes it animated. The next one you do puts a shiny golden freaking foil on it. The next one you do, and Ooh, and basically lovely. you upgrade the look of shiny. the cards. So when you're playing against someone and they've got something that looks dope, you're like, wow, that looks that looks cool. And they may have an art variant. No, you, you can't. win that off people. Um, oh, that's that's good and bad. It's like I kind of want to win something, but at the same time, imagine if yeah. your love has gone into this thing. It's like yeah, that's that school. Everything. That and you just go home crying. I've got an Odin right now, which is well up there. Yeah, it's well up there. Anyway, and nice. 
if you unlock if you get a card to its maximum level um then it, you can split it and then create more versions of that card in different way yeah basically you only ever upgrade the appearance of these cards basically which is quite good every time you upgrade a card you go up a collection level and every like couple of levels you unlock a new card and the cards all right, right. I, I feel like there's there's a lot you're scratching the surface here my friend just one question what is your prized possession what is my day? prized possession yeah, like what's the what's the card where you go, hot Dan? This, um, hot, this is my boy. Ah oh, man, so there are. It depends. The card which does the business for me is usually uh, Odin. Man, he's my guy because he's he's a bit he's a six cost card. So you play him at the end of the game, and if you pop him off right, game changer, absolute game changer. He's basically like, you know, in Power Rangers when they're yeah. things together and then they lose a couple of times and it turns out he's got a fuck off sword and should have done that to begin with. That's your, <laughs> yeah. that's but your I, guy. I stress, right? Like, it's a very easy, breezy game. Um, it looks very nice. It plays very nice. And it's... Uh, you play it no. offline. You're playing... Ah, uh, see, I've got it on my phone and we're going to be going on a plane very soon. And my hope was to, to spend some time alone on a plane with my feet up but, but no, that you basically happen. play right, you, so that'll be the good news is when you're in pool in. one you play against people with pool one cards so you don't get fucked over by people with like ridiculous cards but yeah it's just basically a very nice strategic little game every game is different and then it takes about two or three minutes to play each one and so it's just like yeah it's great cool I feel like that's a, a, another I five lasagna performance for my, my uh, marvel mobile .com. yeah it's it's like crack ah, loving it loving it well yeah, we're eating uh, good just uh just to finish off on the eating um i rolled credits on two games this week oh um, i know all right <laughs> some might say i i should host the video game <laughs> podcast <laughs> i uh I, I rolled credits on crash bandicoot 4 and um, it's about time there are 42 levels on that game 42 and you can play them in invert so you can go play them in reverse and you can play them with five different characters if you wanted to no i done it once with crash and i survived okay good man, good man. i've completed the insane trilogy i've now completed crash 4 i've survived but i will say i said it before toys with bob hot damn you make a damn good crash bandicoot game and it is the hardest Crash Bandicoot I've ever played. The introduction of the different styles of masks, where when you wear one mask and you press triangle, you could slow down time, or you can flip the whole gravity of the level where you're running across the ceiling. They do some of the most innovative, batshit crazy, fucking hard as balls levels, especially in the last sort of between 30 to 40. Oh my God. I must have died a hundred times easily on each level. Um, but, uh, you know, it's such a feeling of accomplishment when you do it. You kind of hope they make these sort of games forever. You know, it's just, it's just lovely. Um, another thing that was lovely, Hemming mentioned it earlier, Cyberpunk. Whoo, hot damn. I roll credits on that in terms of the story. I've not completed every side quest, every mission, because, spoiler alert, there are fucking hundreds of them. But um, I will say this. I have rarely seen a game, and I said it before, with such variety in side quests that this game is so, so good. It is a crying shame it had the birthing it had. Um, I'm very pleased that they, for six weeks in a row, a million concurrent players, because of the revival of the 1.6 patch and the Netflix uh, um, 
show cyberpunk uh, edge runners um absolutely brilliant cannot wait for the sequel we've got the dlc coming very soon will i come back to it after i've rolled credits on the story no um i will come back for dlc because they're adding new weapons and stuff the modding community of cyberpunk is one of the best i am so jealous i don't have this on pc uh, one of the modders out there has made a flying car like back to the future my god and it looks incredible if cd project red have not replicated this for the console version in the next dlc i will fucking riot my friends um on the watching front i have i finished the dragons uh, house of dragon it had its finale this week um i will say this yes it time jumps yes it changes characters all the time and there's so much going on you kind of know what's going on and who's fucking who everyone's incestuous why is that guy not aged but that guy's like aged a lot it's been 10 years why is that boy now a man but that one's still not aged you, you lose yourself in the complexities of this but still it's Game of Thrones at its best. It's introducing interesting people with interesting backstories. There is succession with dragons. Everyone hates each other. Everyone loves each other. There's dragons involved every corner of the way. What more do you want? Um, so that finale was absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait for season two. Now is the time, people. If you've been waiting, now is the time. Yeah, that might be I, I know you are the Game of Thrones man here. I know you've read the books and that kind of stuff, man. Like, uh, have you got to no, have the Dragon? No, this is what I was waiting for. You? I was waiting for it to be done, so then they could, someone could tell me, is it worth my time or not? Yes, I will say the first episode, the pilot pretty wank compared to the rest of the show because in the pilot it's almost like they're kind of looking to the camera going we're really sorry (laughs) we're sorry okay we're gonna look we're gonna the the, the insta travel thing we're gonna cover that by saying we've got dragons but that's not gonna be too much and there's even a scene where like the king hands over this little dagger to the person he's gonna name as his success you know heir to the throne and goes in the future, there's going to be these White Walkers coming. This thing kills them. Wink. You should look after this. Wink. Anyway, that's the connecting tissue to the previous show. We're sorry it was wank. Anyway, here's the Game of Thrones theme tune. That's literally but it's, what but it's like, much is. Is it, like, are the characters good? Yes, but I feel that because we have had nine seasons or whatever it was to get to know some of these characters and love them, okay. it's hard to compare. Okay. I will say that, um, and I think, again, I think what it doesn't doesn't do it a service is that it tries to cover a 30-year period over these 10 episodes. Oh, wow. I, had no yeah, idea I think it's, about 30, that. it's 20 or 30 years. It covers a long period of time. Maybe it's a slight exaggeration, probably more like 20, but it's still a long period of time where the main cast member starts as 14, and in the finale, that character has had children who are now adults, and they've recast halfway through... And their children have been born and then recast. So is it? So it's hard to be attached because the so actor like the changes. the crown on steroids then. Uh, uh, yeah. The <laughs> crown, if the crown had a baby of the TV show Succession and put dragons in it, this is it. And just like Succession, there's one of the kids is a sexual deviant whacking off into a window. It's kind of funny. Uh, another kid loses an eye and it's just a little bit weird. Uh, it's, it's, there's, it's just hilarious. You do want more time in it. Uh, George, uh, the, the author, JJ, George, uh, George Martin, whatever his fucking name is. Sorry, I forgot his name for a moment. Um, he has said it will take four seasons to tell the story he wants to tell and they're committed right. to the four seasons. Um, so there you go. Anyway, gentlemen, I think we are sufficiently lubricated up. Let's go because the fox is in. <laughs> 
Okay, so in the last pod, uh, the bonus pod, uh, if you're into that sort of thing, me and Hemming done a live, a live reaction to the Silent Hill live transmission. If you want to hear our thoughts on it, go for it. But Michael, you are not a Silent Hill fan. You don't like survival horror. So Silent Hill, do you have an move opinion on. or move on? Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Capcom <laughs> and their live stream because they said the next day, literally 24 hours later, you got that? I'll show you what we got. They done a live stream specifically about Resident Evil, mostly focused on Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, and then and then the sweet tasty bit of Resident Evil Four. I will say, as a massive Resident Evil fan, I have to say this: Raccoon City's not a place; it's a people. Um, they had the the guy, the Duke, narrate that this bit. How good was that? Brilliant! The way it just opened up and was like, "Welcome, I'm here to purvey <laughs> some knowledge to you today." I was like, "I, I am in." I'm do that sadly good I'm if they do a sequel and they bayonetta the voice actor <laughs> can you be the person to take the cheap paycheck 100%, please 100% <laughs> uh, well it was it was incredible look it's really hard to be hyped about a DLC which is basically just adding third person mode and some extra characters on mercenaries and a story where they're trying to make you care by going 16 years after the events of Village her story continues and you're like yeah but it's not going to be canon and if it is canon you're going to make it like it was all a dream so like no one cares really we'll do it because we like it but you're not really pushing the needle for us uh, halfway through this I'm just thinking like if Mikey was watching it and the Resident Evil fan he'll just be shouting at the screen switch to four no one cares and that's pretty <laughs> much what happened oh my god Hemming let's talk about it I, how good does this Resident Evil 4 remaster look I am so relieved <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bloody good and it's keeping the cheese factor in. The cheesy oh, action movie. He, that motherfucker is suplexing all, all over the place. He is. The, he shoots a cow and burns down a barn and then just yeah. starts going, I'll bill you for the damages. I'm like, yes, I am in. I am sold. He blocks yes. a chainsaw with a knife. <laughs> what is this nonsense? I, I know mean, Molsey must have been nursing a semi watching that. Was Resident Evil, was Resident was Evil so 4 good. the co-op one? No, that was no, five. that's Resident Evil Five. So Resident Evil Four is like the th- like it's the it's the grandfather of the over the shoulder yeah. survival horror. Um, by all intensive purposes, it shouldn't have worked, but hot damn, it did. Um, I'm from what we've seen, from what they've shown us. Now this game is a bloody long game. Out of all the Resident Evils, this is the one, in my opinion, has the longest to go from A to Z, and has so much variety in the environments you go to. And when we spent 45 minutes, Michael, we spent 45 minutes talking about a 30-second trailer. I was tempted to do another special on this one because we got two minutes. (laughs) We (laughs) were very scared that they were going to do a much skimmed-down version. But from what I've seen in the trailer, and I have watched a lot of frame-by-frame breakdowns showing this because I'm sad like that, and I find it comforting to have someone even more nerdier than me break down the things I love. Fucking shout-out to new rock stars. They are doing the Lord's work. Mm. Um, Every environment that you can think of in Resident Evil 4 was shown in that two-minute clip. I think they're doing it full fat, full hog, warts and all oh my days and just one final thing you now have a knife that can use to stab people in a new innovative way who would have thought and apparently someone has managed to see through a file very quickly in that video that that knife is the knife 
he got given by Merv in Resident Evil 2, Kenny. <laughs> they are connecting stories It's now. all connected, man. Oh, oh, my God. Look, we could talk all day about it, um, but let's bring, let's bring the Duke, not the Duke, sorry, the Thin White Duke's away somewhere. Let's bring our Souls man back in. He is our Souls man, but he's also a Witcher man. And we have some news today that The Witcher is coming back. It's getting the part one treatment that uh, The Last of Us had. Mikey, did you ever play The Witcher 1? I know Witcher 3 is one of your all-time favourites, but where's The Witcher um, 1? I played... Oh, God, I think I must have played about five or six hours of it on my PC when it first came out many, many moons ago. And it was... Yeah, I like... It was enjoyable. Um, I haven't ever had any urge to even even look at what it was you know what i mean like i remember playing it for a bit and i was like this is quite good kinda i like the i liked i liked the setting i liked the lore behind it as a game it was like you know it's fine <laughs> you know not not memorable enough for me to ever go back to it after i put in my initial couple of hours into it you know what i mean so what was the sort of style of it? Because I remember playing a bit of Witcher 2 and that was kind of top down from what I um, recall. Was Witcher 1 no, the same? Or? You know, it's, it's very difficult to even remember. It felt like it was... Did you ever play... Um, and this is going to sound ridiculous, so I apologise. Did you Go ever <laughs> play um, the Lord of the Rings games for the PlayStation 2? I yes. did. They yeah. were great. It Lord of Rings kinda, Two Towers is a bloody banger. And then, again, it kinda reminded me of of of, of that kinda. Like okay, because this would have probably been one of CD Projekt Red's first games, I'd imagine. So that it has still been pretty, like pretty new to the it's, making it's still of video like games. over the like it's still third person kind of viewpoint, right? But just um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. In my head, it kind of does remind me of that. Um, I don't know why is my answer. Um, I remember it just being like, it just felt a bit jank. That's probably, that that was my main kind of takeaway. It was like, it's all just a bit jank. Um, and and I like, I like the jank, but I needed, I needed something more. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't grab me. All right. Stick that in Unreal 5. Have you got yourself a good time? Maybe so. I I don't know. I mean, I have to say with CD Projekt Red, they're kind of doing what Star Wars done about five years ago, which was, you get a Star Wars movie, you get a Star Wars movie, there's a TV show coming, there's an anthology thing going on here. And what did we actually get? We didn't get all of those things. And in the last three months, let me tell you all the things that CD Projekt Red have announced. The Witcher 4, a new game, new IP coming out soon, a sequel to Cyberpunk, DLC to Cyberpunk, and now... The Witcher 1 being remade. Now, from a studio which has not has put out great games, game of the year winning games, contenders for some of the best games ever made, never to this sort of volume. So, like, is how, tr- like, I don't know, I'm just saying that that many announcements of stuff at the same time without hearing that they've acquired other studios or setting up other studios elsewhere to take on this project, like, how much of this is actually going to be coming to fruition? I'm always very wary now of studios that come out with massive roadmaps for things. And uh, so I will believe mm-hmm. it when I see it and I hope it all goes well, but they are on thin ice at the minute after what happened with the cyberpunk release. They need yeah, to nail it around. They have, but yeah. they need to nail the release of the next game that they put out. 
if the next game comes out in the same state as Cyberpunk did, their reputation is going to be sort of trashed for a little while. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it because I always wanted to play more of the Witcher series. I've read yeah. a couple of the books and I enjoy the stories, so I'd love to play through some of it. Do you like the show? I do. I've not seen the second season yet. I still need to catch up I with don't that. Like and the show? Oh, ah, oh, but yeah. it's, it's, it's I, got the right, guy. I. Uh, <laughs> it's got the guy doing the no, stuff. That's the thing. But no, no, <laughs> no, no, Flynn, it doesn't. And that's my issue with it. I, I got through the first season because even though it made no sense, like I liked it because it's The Witcher. And I was like, Henry Cavill is The Witcher. This is the greatest thing ever. And that bloody song, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did enjoy <laughs> it. Um, I gave up near the end of the second season. Just gave up. Just couldn't be bothered anymore. It was just like, it's all of the things I don't care about. And this show would have been so much better if it was just Monster of the Week. I never, to be honest, I never, I'm, I just, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to like it for all those reasons you mentioned prior to. Yeah, like, I, I think it could be good, but I found the story just so, just so crap. I know it sounds really bad to say, but like, I just didn't enjoy it. Like, I, would, I wanted more of Geralt being Geralt. And having a good time, but it focused more on just the Nilfgaardians and shit like that. And it's like, I don't play. It's not called. Is it because it's not called that's the Nilfgaardian? They... Okay, it's called the Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Is it almost like they had a really expensive superstar who makes movies and is going to continue to make movies and might not be available all the time? So there's they find reasons to not have that much of the actual central person. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that question, to be honest with you. But I just didn't... I, I remember watching it with my fiancé and both of us were just like, are you enjoying this? And it was like, not really. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm sat there and I've realised over the last two episodes I've barely paid attention because I've just... I found, you know, I found my phone more interesting. You know what I mean? Football manager. I, yeah, I'm just like, I'll just play football manager instead. I've got this... This is not... Do it... Like... Would it be funny if you were playing yeah, The Witcher on you? Yeah, know I mean, Witch? like, I look up when Geralt's about and... That's all too fleeting and it means, and it just, you know, it's like, dude, what do you, right, why do you like the Witcher games? Me, I've never played them uh, and the Hemmings already gave me like <laughs> a beating for it verbally. <laughs> I've never played the Witcher. He hasn't. He hasn't played Witcher 3 played You Witcher need 3. to play I know, Witcher 3. I know everyone tells me it's really good. I'm waiting for the PS5 uh, to come out of Witcher 3 and what? then I'll go for it. <laughs> I know. What can I say? The first CD Project Red game I played was <laughs> Cyberpunk. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, uh, that's 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 <laughs> no, me back. I did not realise you'd not played The Witcher Three. <laughs> this is like this is like finding out you've your best wasted friends all that time on a satin <laughs> fucking creed, right? <laughs> when you could have been like, oh, like uh, seriously, like with The Witcher Three, man. I'm looking forward to it. My save file on The Witcher so, Three like is a, about like 160 hours. Like, that's my jam. You know, what I mean that that. Mm. We should swap that because my Assassin's Creed. Oh, waste of time! Oh my god, that. dude! The side quest. One of the side quests of of The Witcher Three. Like, the, it's 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 incredible. Basically, like, they're all, all the all side, the side quests, quests are incredible. They've put so much so detail. Oh, good, them. dude! The I mean, bloody if, ba- if, is it the if, if Cyberpunk's any indication of this? Then I'm I'm in. No, no, bloody like, Baron. Baron. The, but the dude, the Baron, the dude with the the baby, the bloody yeah, Baron. Yeah, it's called the yeah, bloody yeah, Baron, so, isn't it? Um, that that section yeah. of the game is better than anything yeah, there is in pretty much every other game. Like, right? 
Can't argue with that. It, it is awesome. It's the, the Switch version qu- worth I think, playing. Oh, no, no, no. Like, right, the laggy? Switch person is a, an absolute technical marvel, right? It's incredible. But only play it if you haven't played it on something better. Um, because like I, I have ah, it for the Switch. Okay. I got it on sale ages ago. And it's wonderful to just sit there and yeah. be like, because I've, I've, I've done everything. I've, I've done the game. So now I can play it on reduced settings yeah. and still enjoy it. The first time you play it should be in full glorious Technicolor. Okay. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll wait for the PS because the next gen update's coming. They've out said it's coming out. Very so, the question soon, for yeah. you, the Miss Teming, why do you like The Witcher? Mm. I love Geralt and just seeing him interact with the world and, what? and all the wonderful stories and characters within it. Mm. That's my main reason for enjoying the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And slicing. That's the thing, right? The monster side of things, in terms of the preparation, the preparation, the the the, 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 the yeah, preparing exactly. the potions, making sure you polish your sword with the right stuff. The, 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 yeah. the, the killing, yeah. the actual fight itself. You read your bestiary and you figure out what you need to do, and then you then you mount the head on your horse, you're like, and you you see what effect it has, and like, yeah, it just doesn't. The, the show doesn't do any of these things, and when it does do it, it's like for five seconds, and then it's back to more politics of Nilfgaardians again. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so just people talking around tables about politics in a way that world. makes no sense that's the thing because the timeline jumps oh. around like a, a crazy person it's like oh great I, I so I don't hear a lot of hype about The Witcher that much anymore on in terms of the show right so when season one came out the whole world was encapsulated even just for a few weeks and everyone was singing so I was going to your Witcher I was like oh I can't wait to watch this then Season two came out and it was like, it's here, but no one's really talking about it. They've announced the prequel show or limited series that's coming out at Christmas, um, which again links to the show and the lore. And season three is coming, but I don't know if there's an official date for it yet. I can imagine this is a bloody expensive show to produce. Um, it's not Game of Thrones level money, but it's a known IP. It's got a movie star in it. It's obviously on location, a lot of this stuff as well. And Netflix are in a weird predicament right now, which is, holy crap, Disney are eating our lunch now. Um, HBO Max is starting to to ramp up in the US and start actually claiming its audience back. And it used to be a foregone conclusion that most shows would get a second, third and fourth season because it used to be the bunt of all jokes that Netflix will start green light anything. Where now, if the algorithm says the show's not going to do well, even... Like Resident Evil was canned before it was released <laughs> because they saw the product and run it through their algorithms. And went, it's not going to do that well, bro. Um, so I don't, I don't, the writing might be on the wall. Like I don't know if they're actually going to actually finish it because a lot of people, like yourself, Mikey, have said like this is not that great. It's not what I was after. And yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I do like. But hey, we'll see what goes. I had no issue with the first yeah. one. I thought. Well, there we go. I'll pop my Witcher cherry and Hemming will come back on season two and we'll have a full <laughs> Witcher pod there you go. where we'll talk about Witcher 4, Witcher 1. We don't talk about Witcher 2 for some reason. It's like Fight Club. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking about studios, though, uh, PlayStation have announced with Naughty Dog that they are going to be creating a new studio and focusing on a new IP. I should point out that this new studio doesn't mean that Naughty Dog's going anywhere. They're just expanding and making another Naughty Dog. I don't know if they'll do that classic thing where they go, we're going to have Naughty Dog 
Montreal, where they just have another place in Canada, which is basically churning out stuff for them. And it's always the, the bad version of that game. Look at you, w, WB Montreal. Um, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Hemming, you're a man in the know far more than we are. Um, is there any more to add on this? It was just news and PlayStation really hyped about it on their blog yesterday. Yeah, they, they've not really announced what it is they're working on, other than it's, um, from what I can see, they say it's going to tie in with a Naughty Dog IP. Um, so they're going to work on a new one, but also a classic Naughty Dog IP in a world they want to see more of. That's the quote I can find. I don't know what that means. Does that mean they're going back to Uncharted? Does that mean Jack and Daxter? Please let me have some more Jack and Daxter. I'd love that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. That it's as long it's quite as it vague and mysterious at the moment. have anything to do with Jack 2 or 3. <laughs> those games were, those so. games sucked. <laughs> I liked Jack 2. <laughs> Harry will find sugar I, in a salt I, shaker. <laughs> he, he's he's the man that will find find the, the saving grace. Talked. That's oh, actually well, that's go. fair. <laughs> well, speaking about voice actors and controversy, oh, what a segue! Uh, Bayonetta three, uh, I think, launches next week. Um, the voice actress who used to play the the main character in the first two games, uh, she launched a video on social media last weekend a three-part video explaining the reason why she is not in Bayonetta 3 was because she was offered in her in her words uh, not a sufficient amount to reprise the role she was offered four thousand dollars she out she reached out to the director and the producer of the game to which they basically said no dice apparently actually it was a lot less than that and they they put it up to four thousand pound um, that led to a outpouring from various communities. A number of pre-orders were cancelled to the point where Nintendo are now offering a reduced price for people that pre-ordered, i.e. if you keep your pre-order, we'll give you like a fiver back. <laughs> um, so it has had a big impact. Now, I want to have an interesting conversation about this for a minute because on paper, we should all be disgusted. Ah, oh, what? She done the voice. She should do it again. But from the uninitiated, £4,000 to do what feels like not much work, like a week's worth of work. Again, I might be completely ignorant about this. Please enlighten me if not. That feels like a good payday. <laughs> so, Heavy, you, I know you're an aspiring <laughs> voice actor. You, you know the community's a lot better. Tell me, tell me why this is an absolute fucking outrage. So, there's been a bit of an update since... Oh, okay. She lied, is the, uh, the, <laughs> the sh- long and the short of it. She was initially offered 10000 and said she felt that she deserved a little bit more for that. And she was offered oh, a God. 50% increase to 15000 And then she said, that's still not enough. She wanted some more. And the 4,000 number that actually came out was an offer for her to do quite a short cameo role in the game for £4,000. And, uh, yeah, so it turns out that I should... Because I was I was upset when it first came out. Uh, turns out you should listen to all the evidence before you make a decision on something. Uh, because this has been confirmed by her since she's come out and said, by the way, I'd like to clarify this, this and this whilst also trying to say that she didn't lie when she... Well, she didn't she lie. She a Tory party, mate. Yeah, it turns out she is as well. Um, quite a few, few bits came out about her, but that's by the by. 
Um, but it's <laughs> it did start a conversation about voice actors' pay because they are quite often seen as replaceable and not paid the right amount. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? A famous example of that is the voice that plays at the very start of this podcast. Whose voice is that? That there is Kiefer Sutherland. He replaced the man himself who was uh, Solid Snake throughout the first few games, David Hayter. Throughout yes. one, two, three, four, that was David Hayter. They replaced yeah. him for a Hollywood guy, Kiefer Sutherland, at the end. Oscar nominated. That, this is what I'm saying though, right? But did he sell a huge amount more of the game? No. So it was just no, replaced. No, got it wrong. It's Hideo Kojima yeah. wanted an actor. Yeah. Because he now has Hollywood friends. That's why. Exactly, yeah. So there, there was a conversation that was initiated from this, and hopefully some good comes from it. But the fact that it turns out that she lied and misled people is probably going to knock it back quite a bit further than yeah, it took yeah, it yeah. forward. Michael's raising his hand in a... I've got I love David Hayter, but I thought Keith the Sutherland did a good job. That's all I'm saying. He did. He did. Not going to deny it. I mean, it's like a, if anyone else got that role, they would have been chucked under a bus and we would hate them. The fact that we don't... How much we love Hater, how much we love Snake, how much we love the franchise, this podcast is fucking named after it. None of us can say a bad word about him because... And we all want to hate it, right? We all want to be like, no, man, get, get fucking... Get our boy back, get our boy back. But actually, it kind of makes sense narratively. Because, uh, spoiler alert, for a game that's nearly 10 years old now. <laughs> oh, um, God. But the, the concept is, um, and I'll, I'll, at some point when we've got time, if we ever set up a Patreon service, this will be one of the things we would offer in a Patreon service, which is a in-depth breakdown of the lore of Metal Gear Solid from the fucking Cold War right up until Shadow Moses and the intricacies, everything in between. But essentially, during the, this era of Metal Gear Solid, you find out at the end you have never been playing Big Boss you are playing against a decoy that has been programmed to think he is Big Boss and he has had surgery and uh, uh, training or uh, brainwashing to think he is Big Big Boss. It would have made so much sense if they got David Hayter to have actually have been the have Big been Boss great. in like one or two scenes and everything else was Kiefer Sutherland. That would have been Chef's Kiss Good, but it's the game that never got completed. The, a game that never got completed, that's still a masterpiece, is incredible in itself. Um, yeah, just absolutely amazing. Just So, Hemming, mm. I know you're very much on the side of the voice actors on this. <laughs> I was. <laughs> if, if Bayonetta, if Nintendo rung you up and said, you like, for £10... Would you be the voice of Bayonetta? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure that would go down well with the fan base. With, with yeah, how no, she looked, like, my do, voice do you get my, do, you get, do you get my point over? There are certain, there's no, a, there's a balance between how much that person influenced the character. So did she write the character? No. Absolutely. Did she ad-lib any of the lines? I don't think so. Um, is it a very distinct, unique voice that can't be replicated? Probably not, right? This isn't like when Disney revived Futurama six months ago. And the guy who does the voice of Bender went, no, you're not paying me enough. And they said, all right, go fuck yourself. We'll go find another Bender. And every guy they got in to do the voice of Bender just couldn't get it right. Mm. And he just sat there just going, ha, 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 so you come crawling back, you sack of shits. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, there is a fine line between artist who is irreplaceable to there's been seven Lara Crofts and another one on the way. And you know what? They all treat it like, you know what? We've all been Lara Croft. That's nice. Um, so... 
I don't know how to feel about this other than as long as it's the game that I love and the sounds I love and the motions I get, then I hope you get a good payday. But there no, are, I get like, you. It's, 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 I get it's, you. It's tough. It's man. just there's some, I suppose there's there's some characters that if an actor or actress is with that character for so long, it then becomes a little bit jarring. Like, for example, could you imagine a, an Uncharted game where Nolan North wasn't Drake? That would just be weird. If it was Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt is now everything. <laughs> he just voices everybody. Uh, so, um, you know, do you ever watch um, um, the Mickey Flanagan Netflix shows? So, well, it's not Mickey Flanagan, Mike Flanagan. Mickey Flanagan is a comedian. Michael Flanagan made... Um, uh, the 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 on that I can't remember it's called Midnight Mass TV shows like that. There's a, an actor who ke- keeps appearing in all these shows. He's a, an Asian actor. He's bloody brilliant. I think it's uh, I can't remember his surname now. Um, it's gonna it'll be annoying me and I'll shout it later. And um, he tweeted last night saying I'm gonna have to fucking do a biopic of Rishi Sunak now, aren't I? <laughs> and then I I replied back going only if Chris Pratt's busy. And he liked it. <laughs> so thank you, sir. And he's also a massive gamer. Uh, he does a great, great gaming podcast. Um, anyway, uh, so that's it. I suppose that yeah. There's not really much more to say. I thought I was int- I was going to have a really insight debate with you, but then it turns out that she was a no, no. She I, lied. It, it definitely started a conversation because they do deserve a bit more. Uh, I suppose a bit more respect. They don't get the same sort of uh, quality of life as actor actors do. Um. But yeah, it's going to be difficult when people act in this way. That makes things a lot Literally harder. Acted, lied. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. I mean, I'm not to be controversial. Mm. Can you tell me, other than David Hayter for Metal Gear, is there any other voices where you go, if David, that changes, 70% I'm right. Seventy of them, Nolan North. <laughs> it's basically him. He's basically the Stephen King of of voice actors. I don't believe Stephen King's a person, by the way. I don't think he's a person. <laughs> I think it's a take. pen name by a book company. <laughs> and they're actually ghostwriting all these stories. No one can be that prolific as a writer. Until I meet Stephen King, I refuse to believe he exists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically like a flat earther when it comes to Stephen King. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, so we had a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Now, I'm going to be honest. Like When I saw the original trailer during the PlayStation, lift up our skirt, look at everything we're doing, look how great next gen is going to be. I weren't too jazzed. I didn't really care. But this trailer has turned me around. There is a massive Game of Thrones vibe about this. Uh, Heming, I know you're a big FF fan. I, I what is felt your, exactly your the same way, yeah. Huge whiff of Game of Thrones, the way it jumped between the different families and regions and all their castles. The spans between people walking down a road. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wanted one to look and go, hey, you bastard. And some king sitting, like, really casually back on a throne. as he Casually back like he just had sex with a relative. Exactly. Yeah, very, very yeah. Game of Thrones vibe. <laughs> no, I thought I thought it looked great. And uh, the the way that it seems that everyone in a kind of Attack on Titan way can turn into these giant summons and then have a Street Fighter fight. Because I remember seeing at the top in the one of the big gameplay sections, like a health bar. And I was thinking, yeah, this it looks, looks great. Devil May Cry for a second. You played their Souls-like game, didn't you? I did. Final Fantasy Origins, yeah. The gameplay... Saint of Paradise, isn't it? Yes, Stranger of Paradise. Oh. Um, the gameplay was good in that. It was actually quite good once you got into it. It looks similar to the gameplay of the battle mode in this, or it's completely different? It looks similar, but this looked a lot more flashy and a lot more right. Devil May Cry, 
which I actually I love. I love that. Style. I love. I mean, give me DMC yeah. all day long. One of the best best franchises. Go ahead, Mikey. I know Final Fantasy VII remake is not in your top ten. In fact, it actually is because of that. You you gave us the lasagna scoring system. <laughs> uh, but is Final Fantasy sixteen the one to? I'm to looking at the trailer you? now. Is it the one called Ambition? Yes. I yep. don't know. They give it lots of weird names. Yeah, yeah it only uh, came out about a week or so ago. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Live reaction, ladies and gentlemen, by Michael Cardinal. Oh, I, just, I love it. Love, I it, it, looks, love it. That's basically our side pill. Yeah. Like, like, genuinely, I oh. think, like, go to three minutes and 32 seconds in if you've got it in front of you. Oh, now you're asking a lot for me to get something yeah, up yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told his I, missus I, just think it looks, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know what I'm meant to be impressed with uh, to be honest with you I think it, even the I beginning bit where you mentioned that dude sitting on his throne I was like oh this looks like it was made for the Xbox 360 uh, like, oh. I, I just oh. think it looks really that looks awful. Like, genuinely, dude, I think that looks terrible. Let me, I'm going to share my screen. Can I share my screen? Wow. Maybe, maybe of of audio like, another time, actually. Like, why is watch that? It, sit, watch it as it, it's cinematic intention. Um, uh, that, actually, that is a person sat on a throne. That looks jank. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, in con- maybe in the context of the music. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. You've managed, you've managed to find the one screenshot. Well, there's probably a lot in there before you go and this and this and this. But uh, yeah, that. Let's just say I think because the expectations were so low because from the original announcement and the and like the trailer to this like this does feel like an improvement. But as tone goes, I'm interested. Yeah. Also, I'm like I'm I'm a, I'm a fucking ride or die on FF. Um, I don't know. I just I enough. need anyway. Like, another again, thing that I I don't like because it's going to be a continuation of the same combat, right? Or is it going to be a bit different? Uh, who knows it looks the combat looks completely it's, it's different it's designed now. by the guy that does the battle system for Devil May Cry so it's going to be a lot more action orientated mm. okay oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait with bated breath it won't be like okay. 7 Remake I'll tell you that or like much. 15 it definitely won't be like that maybe a bit of 15 I, uh, I try, I've tried with 15 believe me I've tried I've put a number of hours into that game on several different occasions and I just can't escape the fact that it's so unfun to play. Like, I just, uh, so this is going to be like a, this is like Adam on your high cloud of privilege. Shut the fuck up! But one of the things, and they've never done this since eight. They might have done it in nine, and Hemi will tell me they've done it in twelve. Sharp, but um, there's one of the things in Final Fantasy that made me so attracted to this game when I was younger was was the the Kavavis ladies no it was um, there was when you're in the world map you would have vehicles to drive around car bike whatever very rudimental it looks jank as hell but you would unlock a ship an airship and it just blew my mind that I could get in this airship and I could cross over seas and dry and fly over to another continent. It was basically just a, a map that just basically repeated itself. But you went around the world. It was incredible. That sort of thing blew my mind. And when Final Fantasy X came out on the PlayStation Two, my first thought was, "Oh my God, can you imagine a world map where you can get in your ship and fly around?" And for whatever reason, they got rid of that mechanic from Final Fantasy IX onwards. And you've never had that again. And in Final Fantasy XV, they, they touched upon it. They showed you in trailers their little car that you drove around in, and the light dynamics would have a fly mode. And I was like, 
Does that mean there's going to be lots of ships to fly around stuff? Maybe that's why I, I was drawn towards No Man's Sky because the idea of like, oh my god, I I can get in this thing that's bigger than myself and live in it and breathe in it and do cool stuff and then fly to other places. That's dope as fuck. I just hope, I hope at some point Square Unix reverses that decision and brings something like that back. They're not even going to fucking put it in the remakes of the games that had it, unfortunately. I think it's just too difficult. The graphical fidelity of making a whole world map like that is just too difficult, which is why I love Dragon Quest, because Dragon Quest still has it. You can still fly around uh, the whale. I've never, I'm I'm buying Dragon Quest. If you tell me you can do that shit in Dragon Quest. Except for it's not an airship, it's a flying whale with like a unicorn horn. It's amazing. That's cool. Dragon Quest is... I'm sold. Like Dragon Quest Eleven, God, it's got they, the, I the am, whale. So I have, I am, <gasps> I can't, I can't stress to you, <laughs> you how much that I, game. I've, I've, I've put so many hours into that game, and I swear, like every time I, I I've been playing that game now on and off for about a year and a half, uh, and I still, I'm just like, I just can't, I, I, I do it, and I'm like, I'll, I put like twenty hours in at a time, and then I'm like, all right. I'll do something else now for a bit. And then I go back to it and I just realise that in my doing this, I just, I, I'm making such slow progress. <laughs> like, it's, it's great, but I'm just like, Slowly oh my but God, surely. Slow progress. Um, but yeah, Flint, if you want the classic JRPG, turn-based combat, open world map, flyable airship type thing, Dragon Quest, that's your boy. Right, I'm I'm on it. In fact, I've got a question for you three. The, you three, you two. I, there's three faces on the screen, so I say you three, and one of them's me. I'm like that handsome brown man in the centre. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> at the end, I've got a question to you two, and I want to hear uh, where I should go with this. But I'll put a pin in that for a second, just to to move on in the news. Uh, Jonathan Moles is crying a sigh of uh, of like a Viking funeral. Of uh, of Google Stadia, we've not talked spoken about this, oh. but I felt like we should bring it up. <laughs> that this was a service that was launched when the podcast was launched, and Moles was one of the only customers of it, <laughs> and uh, and they've shut it down, so like it don't exist anymore. Imagine how much money Google has wasted on this this stupid vanity project to begin with. I think it's only a matter of time before streaming comes off PSN as well because it don't work. It's jank. It don't work. I, I've come to the conclusion that the only way it did work was because they paid some poor kid to sit there holding a controller and he's just streaming it and he's getting instructions when you're pressing your controller. He's being zapped. Forward, back, X. <laughs> it, is, it is hilarious and they have given full refunds to everybody for every game they oh ever my bought. God. So yeah, they've literally like just said, We're sorry, here, have your money back. Which to How me bad were sales. That's the thing. It must say that sales were that bad that they could afford to do that, right? Um, but the thing is they didn't tell developers. So a developer was like on Twitter and went, Oh, I should probably delay this then. And they were about to post an announcement of a game coming to Stadia next month. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. It's it's a mess, an absolute mess. Wow. I mean, look, let's not kick a dead dog while it's dead, but Mikey's face just says it all. Any any thoughts you'd like to give to this, this no, item, my friend? Just like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I mean, and they went and got top talent. Like they got like I remember we done a bit where I don't know why, but we thought it was in, we we wanted to be different and talk about the business side of the games industry. And we used to report on when people were hired in roles, and it turned out no one wants, no one really gives a shit. <laughs> it's not like movies where they cast people. You go, oh, that's interesting. You go, oh, okay, maybe we'll talk about what games that company's made. But just employing someone who made Tomb Raider a few years ago doesn't mean they've got to go make a great Avengers game right as evident by the Avengers game um, so yeah they, at the time when we were reporting that kind of stuff they did get tip top talent to come in and the, the fact of the matter remains is that you cannot have the grunt work being done by someone else it has to be done by the hardware a Google home Chrome stick is not the grunting for you and uh, lesson hopefully that's a lesson learned for a lot of people on that um, so, uh, the Viking funeral is now over for Stadia. Another leak, though, that's come out has been the PS Plus leak uh, for November. Uh, how, Mike, it's, it's like you're so topical. You talked about reading Harry Potter. It looks like the Lego Harry Potter collection is going to be Why on this. Why do you think this. I mentioned it? Oh, oh, he's a professional, mate. ladies and gentlemen. You're some playing, sort of sorcerer. Playing <laughs> Darren Brown, this motherfucker. 4D Quidditch over here, yeah? There you go. <laughs> 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 oh, just like Neo in The Matrix or Neo 2, because Neo 2 is going to be in the PSN collection in November as well. I have to say, I really enjoyed Neo. It was a surprise package for a person who isn't a Souls man. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm amazed. Mikey, did you ever play it? I like that you liked that. That's interesting. I liked it. I played I the first it. one and yeah, the it first was one, fine. And I'm, uh, I'm so desperate for an Onimusha remake. Like, see, like Neo's like a really I just don't like, and this is, I don't know if this will sound horrible or not. I don't like um, those games. I don't, I don't like, um, how can I say it? I, I don't like... Uh, Samurai games. Samurai I'm not, games. I don't, they don't call to me. I'm. It's a bad time to be alive for you, my friend, because it seems to be. Oh, every I do. I mentioned like this. Samurai I mentioned this on, on one of our pods a while ago. I was like, "There's just so many of them. I don't care, dude." From Software made a samurai game, and I bought it and played it for about twenty minutes, and went, "I fucking hate this." <laughs> like, that's the most forgotten about Souls-like game, isn't it? Like everyone talks about. Obviously, the the Bloodborne being one of the sugar, sugar daddies daddy. of it all, you know, the the sugar daddy here, uh, and and the Souls games themselves. So, of course, Elden Ring, I think, in my personal opinion, takes the crown as the best out of all of them now. Um, but no one talks about Sakura. Sekiro. Is it Sakura? Sekiro. Is that what I, I, I still Sekiro. Shadows Sekiro. die twice. It's this. It's this like it's just like Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, where I'm never going to pronounce <laughs> still, it correctly. I still think yes, Bloodborne is. is the best one. Do you? What would you take, Elden Ring Two, Bloodborne or two. Bloodborne Two? There you go. You said that with conviction. I would. Heavy. I'd be up for a Bloodborne Two as well. It's just it's the tight nature of the the map design for me. It's just so it, satisfying. This is it. We, we could probably do an entire show on this, um, but like Bloodborne had that first bit of Dark Souls, which was just wonder in a brand new setting that wasn't Dark Souls that had so much atmosphere and so much the level design was just perfect the the combat was perfect i loved the like there was this you get you gamble to get more health back if you look i love that system 
Um, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I love that game. I love it, and I, I would, I, I would do a lot of things to get a number two. I love, I love Elden Ring. I haven't finished it, and I have no desire. I, I'm on the final boss, and I asked Hemming to help me, but Hemming had ring rush. I hadn't played and, for months, and was I died instantly. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, Hemming, but my mimic does a better job. Yeah. <laughs> I had to boot him out. I said, I've fucking done it. It's so hard. That big goddamn dragon at the end. The Elden Beast, he's a, he's a dick. I have to say, it's the most un-Elden-like, un-Souls-like thing I've ever seen. It's basically like a child's toy. It's a child's drawing of a around. dinosaur. All right, I, I <laughs> need to not... look at this now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Elden Beast. That's the final final boss. It's not a spoiler alert. No. Um, it's a uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, regardless of what happens with God of War, um, Elden Ring's my game of the year. Like, there's I don't think, God of War is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting. God of War to, will to will be in, will be incredible. I do not doubt it. But Elden Ring is just it's so new and different. Uh, in just what it does with the Dark Souls style. Can't wait to see the the fingerprint it's going to have on gaming culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, like we talked at length at the impact of certain games have had on genres. Resident Evil 4, what they had for survival horror. What the stuff that Kojima done in Metal Gear 5 is still commonality and all over DNAs of most games now. And... That stuff wasn't there. It might have been there. In, uh, I'm sure people, you know, real gamers will, will tweet me and say, oh, yeah, what about this game? And show me some like indie game I've never fucking heard of. But like the whole open world action stealth, go drop marker here, make everyone appear on that map and go do all that crazy stuff. What they done in Metal Gear 5 is still being a, a, sta- a, sta- a stable of video games now. I can't wait to see what impact Elden Ring is going to have on games as a as a whole as a whole industry. Yeah, because they've done some amazing stuff. No, for sure. And to to go back to Neo, I never got on with it. <laughs> I didn't get on with it at all. I couldn't get my head around the different stances. So you had sort of high stance, middle stance, low stance, yeah. and I just got my brain couldn't cope with it, and I gave up on it. I wasn't any good at it. I only made it like four levels in. But for those yeah. four levels, I had a good time. <laughs> I mean, it looked nice. It played very nice. It was very smooth. Frame rate very solid. All that jazz. Just didn't. Just didn't get on with the combat. Nah, fair the, enough, my friends. Fair enough. But hey, this yeah, is, you get this it was, this is yeah, back exactly. in my yeah, everything yeah. post Bloodborne is shit phase. So um, yeah. <laughs> and you you warned me about this after Elden Ring, which was Flint. Next time you play a game that involves melee combat, that's not Elden Ring. You are going to feel it, and you are one hundred percent right. I can't remember what game I, I picked up afterwards. I think it was uh, I think it was Ghost of Tsushima, and um, I was like, it's all right, but the the restricted freedom. That's the only way I can describe it of Elden Ring. Of there are certain ways to play this game, and you must follow the rules. But if you follow the rules, you will get good. And when you do get good at certain things in certain ways, you will enjoy it. And then you'll be able to maximize those abilities to your strengths. Don't follow what anyone else says you have your strengths. And there's certain ways you do it. And you play to it. And you learn to it. And you get better and better. You feel like you feel like uh, like Miyagi Do has paid off for you. <laughs> And uh, and absolutely, that is it. I I really need to. And if it, Hemming saw my character, I'm massively OP'd. Yet somehow, I'm not good enough to beat that damn Elden. He's a higher level than also, me. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, 
I, when you introduced me to that place that sounds like a Welsh village um, for grinding, <laughs> like, like I basically lived there. I basically would put on Always Sunny in Philadelphia on my computer and I would just go kill the white guys that look like sperm and then go kill <laughs> the red guys that look like red sperm and then I'd come back and then sit at the fire and go continuing killing the white sperm again. However, there was also a thing yeah, where you there's a bird. That's like... I mean, Attack him with a bow. He turns around, falls off cliff. Ten thousand straight away. Here we go, yep. Jim. Might use that gold thing from time to time. If I'm feeling fruity, and then I'll then sometimes get. I'll be so overpowered. I'll then go walk around the corner where there's like a, a hundred of them, and I'll just basically cunt them all, and then go. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Oh, what's that? I need another two hundred fifty thousand runes to go up one stat. Okay, that's about 20 minutes for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have to say, I did play it, though, at a time where it was quite broken with a few things, and you can exploit stuff. Like the ice stomp, they had to nerf the hell out of that because I was just spamming it constantly. Oh, they nerfed my blood. They top. did. And there was also an amazing shield where you could set yourself on fire and have a shield that was a cannon that was just yes. auto-cannoning at things. I, I have it, it but amazing. I don't have the stats to hold it. But I once played about it so I could use it. It was just called the cunt... I called it the cunt blower. Ah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, we've got to get DLC, hopefully, very soon. For that. So we go, hopefully, and hopefully, if they're listening, oh, please, up, up and away. I want to go above and beyond. <laughs> He's just laughing at the cunt blower. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're thinking about that shield with the face. I like it. I like it. looks it. like I a like sex toy face, doesn't it? Of that, my friend. Yes, yes, the cud blower. Yes, yes. All right, gentlemen, um, we are over the hour mark, uh, and we don't have our Michael Buffer to do the wheel, so I will suggest we do that next time. But my question to you is I'm about to be on an aeroplane for, I think, two and a half hours and i've got my switch and what i'm going to do is oh and by the way i'm, I'm going to say it on the pod so when they listen to this i'm being a little bitch about this we had a phone call where we were booking our flights and i said i'm working quite busy at the moment guys i can't wait i can't make the call but whatever you go with will be fine now a certain person decided to ring me once and hang up straight away while I was at this dinner, because I know my phone flashed, I went to go answer it and it's gone. I was like, oh, okay, what happened? They booked the flight without me, so I had to book my own flight. Now, what I've done is I've booked the same flight as them. I've upgraded my seat to the highest possible version of this. I am going, I've also pre-ordered drinks for everyone except this person. And when the trolley comes to bring their drinks along and he goes, oh, what the hell, Flint? I'm going to shout, you didn't answer your phone! It's the bitchiest, petulant thing I've ever done in my life, but I'm going to enjoy it. Anyway, the question is... <laughs> Mikey's looking at me like... It's kind of funny, but kind of pathetic at the same time. Um, on my Switch, here are my challenges. I want you to guide me over what my challenges should be. Either attempt to speed run Resident Evil 4 on the Switch um, over the course of four hours, so there and back. Or play super mario galaxy not galaxy sorry um uh, what's the good one odyssey uh, uh, and just just try and cunt away a lot of things off that or just the thing you do a lot start a new game on skyrim and see how far i can get off of that or i've got the insane trilogy on my switch do i try and complete crash bandicoot one two or three oh, in that two hour period <laughs> no um where are you uh, going? Where's your head going, this Hemi? See what? See my 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 way to get through plane journeys is um, my the last plane journey I went on. I I just played the, the new Monkey Island game, 
um, because it is the perfect play journey, and I would encourage that, if anything. Um, or I just play Binding of Isaac. But Skyrim is probably the one I would go for out of those. Although, have you, have you completed Mario Odyssey before? Oh, then... Yes. I'm basically trying to get as many of the... Purple coins. ...of the things. The I can't oh, man, I got all of those yes. bad boys. Yeah. you got to do that. Go do that. Yeah, I've unlocked the... I unlocked the N64 Mario Castle level, and that was fun. And there's levels where it's, like, in the clouds. But you've got every moon, right? Every single moon the- and every single purple coin. I don't have every single moon. I'm about 20 shy of... I think it's like... I can't remember. I think it's like 180. Something like that. I'm like 20 shy of that. Yeah. That feels feels fun. That feels like I could sit there, sip a gin and uh, and have some fun. One thing, actually, there was a video on uh, YouTube um, that was been doing the rounds recently of a a guy who must work in music production for video games. And he says, basically, Mario Odyssey is actually a work of art. It's absolute genius in terms of music as well. Um the music tone and pitch changes depending on the speed you're running around the level. The music of Mario Odyssey was a thing I was disappointed with. I thought, I thought really? I, 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 wow. I, I couldn't hum you anything from that game. I found it completely forgettable. Apart from the main Fair theme, I I'm the inclined theme. to yeah, agree yeah, with you because Galaxy was amazing. The music from Galaxy is some of the best music put in video games. I just found it weird. Well, there you go. Well, next time you play it, mm. just like when, um, and also things like, you know, when you jump onto like electrical chords mm. and it like the whole pitch and the chord progression of the music stays in time with what the previous sound was, but it's electrified and it's going, and if you slow down, the pace of the music slows down. There's something, like, they didn't have to do that, right? It's like the guy who done the soundtrack to Astro's Playroom. You could have fucking phoned it <laughs> in and no one would have blamed you, sir, but you didn't. You said not today. I'm winning my fucking Oscar. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to say, I bet the guy that did the Odyssey soundtrack is a big Grant Kirkhope yeah. fan. Because as Mikey would tell you, playing through Banjo-Kazooie, like the way the music changes, depending on where you are in the world, what you're doing, if you're underwater. Yeah. It's probably a lot of inspiration mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Well, mm-hmm. let's call that a pod. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, please click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button. It means that you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. I'm going to fake, uh, thank, I'll say it properly, I'm going to thank uh, our souls man, a man who has openly said that Bloodborne 2 is the top of his wish list, Mr. Michael Clark. Banjo 3 is the top of my wish list of everything, my friend, I think. We're- <laughs> okay, in a, in a soul's world. <laughs> let's, be clear, let's be clear on the tears here. Uh, and then finally, our trophy man, Mr. Alex Hemming. Thank you so much. How can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at A Lemming Place. Come see what platinum I'm getting next. Yeah, what are you aiming on next? What's lining I up? I think the next one might be Hot Wheels Unleashed. I've been slowly working my way through that. It's quite a cute little PS Plus game that I've been enjoying. Wow. Um, I'm going to start playing Observation. Um, I've downloaded it uh, after Blooper Reel. Was that the guys? Blooper Team. Names yeah. now. Blooper Team, sorry, uh, announced they're making Silent Hill 2. I'm just interested to see their their pedigree. And as you mentioned, it's on PS Plus. So why not? Why the hell not? Um, anyway, so uh, till next time, uh, Mr. Jonathan Moles, if you are listening, get that chainsaw ready, pal. We need you back in the engine room. Speak to you soon.